Hello and welcome to Ahead of the Curve. This is Jonathan Gellner, and thank you for being here. This episode is brought to you by Baseball Cloud. Go to BaseballCloud.com to find out how you can have your own data analytics department for your program. Data has a story to tell, and Baseball Cloud gives it a voice. In this episode, I speak with former Major League All-Star and current high school head coach, Billy Wagner. Billy gives some great insight on what he has learned in his career that he has brought back to the Miller School. And this episode is so good. So here is Billy Wagner. Billy, welcome. Thanks for having me. Definitely. Well, I'm kind of geeked out a little bit right now because I used to love to watch you pitch. <laughs> and you used to throw absolute gas. Now it feels like everybody's throwing 100 today. Yeah, it's not a big thing anymore. Uh, I'm, uh, yeah, now I, I watch Chapman and Kimbrell, and I mean, everybody throws like that. Uh, back, in the, back in the day, it was a unique thing because you had Dibble, um, you know, myself, uh, you, you know, I, I, you didn't have many guys that did it. And, you know, if you had two guys on the team, you were really saying something. But, I mean, I was fortunate to have Brad Lidge and mm-hmm. Octavio Dotel, and, I mean, they were mid to upper. And so it was fun to, you know, to have that. And that was unique. And now now if you ain't got two or three guys in there throwing it, then <laughs> you're not a very good bullpen. Right, definitely. And I used to tell our kids, like our players, the, the story about just having just absolute want to. And I used to use you as an example because you actually grew up right-handed and, you know, talking off the mic, you actually do everything right-handed. But talk to us about how you developed being able to throw left-handed. Well, I was first of all, I was very young when I, when I broke my arm the first time and I was playing football and uh, broke my arm in a cast. So you got you to figure out how to play as a kid and get around. So, you know, being, that only allows you to be left-handed. So got the cast off. A little while later, broke my elbow, right arm, in a cast. So you just got, you know, that sort of time, you know, I think I was in between four or five years old. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you're resilient. And so I, I think that had a lot to do with it, but I was also rambunctious. So I was gonna, I was going to figure out, in my family, we played football. We, we did a lot of things. I mean, all my uncles were football and baseball players. And so we, you know, I was going to find a way to mix up with those guys. And so that, you know, just really that blessing in disguise. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they always say the, the Lord works in mysterious ways. Well, that was one of them because it kind of gave me that, that opportunity to, to be on a podium, to, to speak for him and to, you know, speak to baseball and for the little guy that comes from a small town and can go out there and, and, you know, make it mm-hmm. and, and, and be something substantial. So, um, you know, it's one. It's just a freak thing that worked out. No, I, I I truly like that a lot. And you know, earlier I spoke about you know mixing BP and coach pitch scrimmages, and those would be a little bit more interesting with you on the mound. I think. Well, I still like to compete, and so, but I, I mean, now it's a little different. Now, when I first got back to when I early when I started coaching. I would scrimmage with them. Yeah. I, hey, I'm going to face you guys. I'm going to pitch, and you guys have got – and, you know, and I still was throwing, you know, mm-hmm. 90. And so it was still, you know, good. Now it's not quite as stuff. So now you have hack machines and, yeah. and stuff. But, yeah, definitely. But, you, but it's still, you know, the, the com- competition that I enjoy is what I see with the kids. So, you know, mm-hmm. I don't – I don't. my competitiveness goes through the kids, not through me at third base or whatever. And so, I, I mean, I think I still enjoy that, uh, but – not the way or I don't feel that I have to be that way anymore sure sure and you know it it is really cool you've obviously got built-in street cred whenever you you've been at the highest level and you you're able to come back and, and tell these kids hey this is what it takes 
to get there. And whenever you're having those conversations, what do you what do you necessarily tell those guys? Because obviously a lot of big leaguers are a lot bigger, a lot stronger, more mentally tough. But what are some of the things that you tell your kids if you truly want to play at the highest level? What do you tell them? Right place, right time. Mm. Uh, it really is. It's you, you know you got to be lucky. You you got to have one one somebody like you enough to take that chance. But it's putting yourself in the right situation. It's, you know, going out there and sacrificing the Friday and Saturday nights and putting in the extra miles on the road running or lifting or focusing or just, or just staying in, getting mm-hmm. your rest. Uh, and I did that. I, you know, I, um, I, I worried about those things because I wasn't, I never felt good enough. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, uh, the guys that always feel good enough, they're the ones who, you know, they're the reason I got to where I was at. The guys that yeah. took that break are the guys that I jumped. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and that's what I preach is the consistency of working and, and, and sacrificing and just the due diligence of, of what you want. And if not everybody's going to get to the big leagues, not right. everybody's going to get drafted, not everybody's going to – There, but there's ways to get to what you want to do. I want to be around baseball, so I'm going to coach. Or I'm going to be – I want to be around – minor league baseball well I, I may i may you know work on the staff but there's a way to be around that enjoy the game and the love of the game but loving the game is another big part for for these kids nowadays it you know we we talked all so far all weekend that about the analytics and the measurables and stuff like that but you know what they keep forgetting to talk about is the heart mm-hmm. when i was in high school i wasn't throwing as hard as i did at the end of my career and guess what i, I had to find a way to beat that guy sure and so at 78 miles an hour i had to go out there and figure out I want to win I wasn't worried about my spin rate or my axis turn or whatever <laughs> you know I was worried about getting that guy out and Definitely. so the measurables were, were my heart and my desire to win now that might not be you know something and we battle that today with our recruiting is that that's not something that you can project I mean there was not a, a lot of colleges beating down my door to come play and, and so now it's even worse because you of Twitter and the social media and, and the ability to go out there and really, you know, magnify yourself. But uh, loving the game enough that you're going to sacrifice those things and mm-hmm. spend a, spend more time in the weight room or work on the field doing sprints or working on base stealing or just, you know, mechanical stuff. But there is a time that you, you have to step back and, 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 and do something else. But, I mean, there is the sacrifice of playing. Definitely. And, you know, that's something that, you, I don't, I don't. Was it innate in you that you just you grew up wanting to be competitive? I, I don't. My family is very competitive, and, okay. and I mean, you know, being being small in stature, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think that was another thing. Most, I mean, on my father's side, I, I'm like one of the smallest guys, and more, on my mother's side, I'm the biggest. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's that desire to want to be good. There's that desire to, and I mean, no matter how it starts, to be accepted, to feel like you're somebody. I mean, we all have, you know, that that crush that we have to use to get to what we want. But that was that was one of my things. Hey, I'm not. I, you may be bigger, but you ain't gonna outwork me. And mm-hmm. so that was the that was sort of how it went. So I ran that extra sprint, or I mm-hmm. I tried to do that extra rep, and I, you know, I I did the extra because I knew that I couldn't compete with you by just showing up. Sure, sure. And now you're in the position to where you can want that for them, but you can't do it for them. Right. Now, how do you get that across to your kids? Is it a conversation that you have, or is, is that really something that we can train? Well, it's consistency. And, and I, yeah, we talk about it a lot. I mean, I tell them all the time, you know, I can't want it for you. I can't make it happen, but I can I can go out there and show you how to do it, but mm-hmm. I can't make you do it. Right. And, and there's, there'll be those kids that get it 
and they and it happens it'll be the guys that get it later mm-hmm. and, and it works out but there's sometimes it's just guys that just that just doesn't you know translate and right. you you just hope they have a, a, a fun high school career and ex- enjoy that experience and you know you know we we try to analyze all of our kids as being professional athletes and really we you know my oldest son he is always he he's loved baseball more than anything as well i mean he swings he takes more bp ground balls he i mean and he's a sophomore at liberty and you know he loves it i mean he tells me when i'm done i'm coaching when i'm you know he he already knows but you know there's other guys you know it's just you know i play because i'm I'm, that's what i do and you know but uh, there's you know there's those special type of kids and then there's those some are just freaking they're just really good i I mean when i was in high school i i played football i wanted to be a football player Mm -hmm. and i went to college to play football and the next thing you know uh Guys were bigger, and they it, it hurt a lot more. And you know, I wasn't good. I mean, I could play, but it was just <laughs> I was much better in baseball, and, sure. and I matured and grew. And so the path was laid for me, and and I had people around me that were smarter than me to say, "Hey, listen, you this is where you need to go." So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that that comes back to that luck of the draw. Yeah. So something that that I'm really inter- interested in hearing from you is just being at the big leagues and being at the highest level. What have you taken from that and brought to the high school level? And is you know, is there a difference? In how you run things versus how uh, things were run for you whenever you were playing? Well, I tell you, Coach Perry down in Tazewell gave me the greatest example of how to be a coach. And okay. it was with a lot of love and a kick in the butt here and there and, you know, putting that arm around you and understanding that sometimes the being playing and working as hard as you can, just that, that doesn't guarantee you a win. Sure. And so, um, and then each step going to Fairman and being around Abe Naft and where he was, his competitiveness and his desire to, to win was, was a, a big, big draw for us. And for me, and I mean, I fed off of his competitiveness. And then as I, each step as I, I took as with a new manager and pro ball, you know, they had these things that kind of, that's what I wanted to be, or that's mm-hmm. how I wanted things to be. And then there was things, you know, I'm not going to do that or, but I think that um, when I come back to to be a high school coach, I've got all this knowledge of saying this game's hard. Yeah, this game's it's, really, it's hard. Hard. really hard. And so I can't sit here and expect these kids to be pro athletes. And I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want them to feel like that's that type of job. I want them to understand what a, what the character and the workmanship and the the, the sacrifice it's going to take to to get to college. And let that be the stepping stone. And so just allowing them to be kids and giving them the consistency of every day working out and, and building on it and, you know, having, you know, and I've had some really great kids that have had chances that may go on to get uh, uh, drafted and play pro ball, but not everybody's going to do it. Right. And, you know, I think one of the biggest things is I had a teammate, uh, Chris Holt at Ferrum, and he he told me one of the biggest things that was for, for him that he learned was, how to enjoy other people's success. Yeah, that's and good. And so I, you know, I try to talk to our kids about being being happy for those people, so mm-hmm. that when your time comes, you you can play it forward, and people will be happy for you. Definitely. And so you're very intentional when you whenever you're playing about taking it all in. I guess is that is that pretty accurate? Well. I wanted to be smarter than I was, really. I mean, I just, when you're around successful people, you want to be successful. Sure. And, you know, knowing what works and knowing your personality, and, and I'm a type A mm-hmm. person, I'm, and learning how to throttle that down a little bit to be, be, you know, a mentor, uh, a coach, a friend, somebody, you know, that was more important to me than, I don't, you know, I, I'm a disciplinarian and, and stuff at a point, but I'm a, I'm a right. leader to these guys, these kids, and you know, in how I go about my life and my religion, my faith, and you know, and and 
trying to show them how how to go the right way and live a moral and have values and mm-hmm. and, and know that there's sacrifice in, in everything we do because you know all of us won't be professional athletes we're gonna we're gonna be nine to five workers and that's okay right. and, and know that we're all we're gonna love you no matter what you are it's just you got to be you got to work for what you want sure and and you're living that example of what you want them to be and they're always watching us always always when uh, brian o'connor talks or paul and Ari talks um when randy tomlin any of us that people are looking up to and, and that moms and dads there there's somebody looking at how they want want to want to be and and they taking little bits and pieces to to be better mm-hmm. and that's that's what we're hoping to and, and you know and not always are we have that shining moment but i i hope if when we we're not having that shining moment they're they're going i don't want to be like that and <laughs> sure. that maybe that's something that's going to make them better right and you know one thing I want to ask you, and the reason I did is because, again, it, it's very cool that you played in the major leagues, but you also played at a very high level, and you got to learn from so many good coaches. <laughs> and, you know, what is something that really helped you as a player during your career that you can look back and go, you know, that helped me so much that now I want to pass that down to the kids? Well, a lot of it just we were talking earlier when I was talking in uh, in our convention was that what I learned a lot from the coaches was th- that you responded better when – there was trust involved. Sure, yeah, definitely. When Bobby Cox was a, a player's manager, Jimmy Williams, Charlie Manuel, uh, Terry Collins, the guys that gave you the opportunity and and had your back and things like that. You you didn't have you you battled. Mm-hmm. You know, you felt you know, and but there was teammates that that were also there to, to kind of help you through some of those times where you. I mean, every athlete mm-hmm. is insecure, mm-hmm. and along the way, it was from Donnie Wall in uh, AAA and A ball, and I mean AAA and big leagues, to Scott Ellerton, to Tom Glavin, to all all along, you know, Chipper Jones and guys like that that mm-hmm. you know would give you confidence to. You know, having that, you know, that pecking order, but everybody needs those people to be around mm-hmm. them and putting yourself around the right people that, that are going to build you up rather than break you down because social media and, and stuff has a way of, if you want to see how bad people, what people think of you, 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 you ain't going to look very far because sure. they'll let you know. And so, you know, um, but I think that's, that's what I've tried to work with these kids of just knowing what, what all this entails and, and, you know, hopefully, learning from some of the greatest people I've been around. Definitely. And you, you got the opportunity to work with, you know, a, a fantastic pitching coach, fantastic pitching staff. And so from the pitching side, what ideas can we steal from those guys through you? Well, I, I think the biggest thing that I got from those guys and, and watching Pedro, watching Glavin, watching Hudson, watching Daryl Kyle, Shane Reynolds, mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, Randy Johnson and play, when we played together, all these guys – consistency in what they did every day it was just it was they weren't trying to reinvent that they were trying to perfect that craft and really Mm -hmm. perfecting that craft comes with that price tag if i'm gonna i'm gonna be committed every day to Mm -hmm. do this every single day and so uh you know that's what i I, you know we talk about with um our young guys is there is a point in time where you have to take that 10 day step back and take that deep breath but there's it's you know i got to be consistent what i'm doing and Mm -hmm. being consistent not throwing 100 pitches every day it's the quality of what I'm doing, not the quantity of what I'm doing. And so, um, you know, that's what I've learned from those guys. And also, you know, that sometimes that 80%, if I give 100% of that 80, mm-hmm. it's as good as me giving 100% because you don't have that every day. But having the mentality to go out there and, and 
compete and compete and compete and not be worried about losing and not thinking about losing is you know what what athletes do for sure so with those guys too and every one of those guys that you mentioned they are vastly different in all of their approaches but yes. that was the one thing that stuck out that they all did the same they all i mean uh pedro martinez would throw over 100 pitches warming up four games <laughs> crazy tom glavin and tim hudson and uh Derek lowe 20 25 pitches mm-hmm. the unit he wouldn't throw very much he you mm-hmm. know he would throw uh bullpens on flat ground down third base line there was things that that worked for everybody and you have to figure out what that is and what's your niche and you know take a little bit from here and a little bit there and you got to be willing to to take constructive criticism mm-hmm. and understand that it's to make you better and that's a very hard thing for an athlete to do is say yeah, you know, you weren't. Yeah, I mean, how many times I heard, well, you weren't throwing very hard tonight mm-hmm. after striking out three guys, or you know, <laughs> yeah. you're like, well, why do you say those things? But understand, and you know, and I've talked to our guys about. Listen, you have to understand how to take those things, just laugh them off and move on. And because you know, in somebody's eye, you're never going to be good enough, and then and and then in others, you know what, you're going to be better than what you think. Mm-hmm. So it's just allowing you to be you. I really like that a lot. And, you know, something that, that I've had really trouble, and, it, and it's kind of along the same similar lines of trying to find what works best for you, but being a guy that comes out of the pen, some of the, some of the different players that we have are, they get to a point where they're uncomfortable because most, most guys at the youth level, if you're very good, you start. You start. And so what was your mindset whenever you were, you kind of knew you were about to come in, but you, they were like, hey, Billy, you got to get hot now. Well, I, you know, the more I was involved in it, the more I, I got to really see it coming. Mm-hmm. And so that made it easier. But seeing it coming, I, I was a wreck. I was a nervous nervous guy. And I, I threw up for every game I ever played in. And so I was just, oh, my gosh. The, Were you a pacer? The, 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 and bubble gum. And every, I, was, <laughs> I was a fear of failure guy. And, I mean, I, there was so yeah. many things that went through my mind before I ever got on the mound. And by the time I got on the mound, I was furious with myself because of that that thought of the failure and so you know you know and that that would motivate me to be the best i could and you know going through that experience and 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 being that type of person that allows me to talk to these kids about it's okay to have that fear Mm -hmm. as long as you don't let that fear control you And, and because you know nobody wants to fail and nobody wants to fail when social media can really blow you up and, mm-hmm. and you feel inadequate and so you know allowing these kids to understand that you know it's baseball or it's whatever sport and it's okay and you're going to have off nights and those those it's that's being an athlete mm-hmm. and being a very good athlete being the best in the world like a lebron james who goes out there and scores 14 points mm-hmm. and has to deal with these critics it's almost it's comical but that's when you really know that you've you're doing stuff. Yeah, and you, you know the it. biggest yeah well the biggest the, the biggest thing I ever heard was I th- I can't remember which coach or teammate told me because have you ever heard them boo a bad player? <laughs> and so right. if you've been booed, you're you're like that's cool. That's that's a that's a neat thing. And so you've got to be able to understand those things. And you know and there were so many things in my career that I did not handle well that being the high school coach I've I've been upfront with going. Listen, mm-hmm. I didn't handle that that media situation real well, and this is what I would ask you to do next time. And mm-hmm. these types of things that may come up, you you need to be watching. And that's you know I really feel the Lord has put me in that in these kids' lives and in this opportunity to be able to to kind of give give direction or some clearance to 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 these kids. Well, and I I love how 
to be honest with you, how vulnerable you are. Like you're, you're talking about all of these different things that were going through your mind that I guarantee you every single one of your players is thinking the same thing. Well, you, you, it's hard to step on that, the mound or in the, in the box. And you're at this point where social media has got guys, they're showing guys going to these big schools and you're, mm-hmm. you're stressing and you're, you're pressing and you're doing all these things. And I mean, you might be a late bloomer and you, there's so many things going through your mind that, you're stressed. You're mm-hmm. you're you're you know you want to go play and and you know it's 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 hard to 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 put it into words when it may be you you may not get where you want the way the the way you want that road to take you. So you may have to find a different route to get you where you want. You know I didn't you know when I came out I didn't know I was going to go to Farum. I didn't you know I didn't know I was going to go to the big leagues. I didn't know I was going to be this successful. It was you know, I really didn't even that didn't even translate until you know later in my career, and I was like, then you start thinking about, ah, oh, man, I hope I don't, I don't want to blow this game, or I don't, yeah. and and you know, and that's you know, I honestly think I went through these you know these mental head games and these things to be able to to give advice to these kids that may go on to do something, but that's you know that's what I'm, uh, you know, I, th- I really think that's why I'm here, and I'm able to talk to college coach, uh, college and high school coaches and, and really put it in perspective that high school coaches are not trying to, we're, we're not trying to produce major league baseball players we're trying to create guys that have a chance to go play college ball and you can do the rest but you know it's different nowadays because these the, the bigger schools they want more developed and defined players that that maybe turn down the draft and and yeah. so it's really hard it's really hard to to explain to these kids that if you'll go play at Division Three or play at Division Two or JUCO or whatever, you're good enough to do this, mm-hmm. and you don't need to worry about just being D one all the time. And right. you know, as, as as much as we want to, you know, we want all our players to get scholarships and save money and do. I think you know, sometimes it's just it's just not in the books. Well, and I love baseball because you can literally come from anywhere and go to the major leagues, and <laughs> well, you're a living size, example well, of that. Well, size is not size is not a requirement. Well, <laughs> like, I mean, in, in most places, I, I think it, it's gotten to the point where we've created that animal of saying you've got to be this and you've got to be able to to do that and run this and uh, be have these measurable numbers to be able to to compete at this thing. But you know, once again, it comes down to. I can put the biggest guy on the field, and I can, and and he can hit home runs 500 miles. But can he compete sure. when it, it it means to? And that's that's when you have the heart. You can't measure that guy's heart. I can't measure that kid's heart, and and until he goes out there and shows me that he's willing to do whatever it takes. And so, that's that measure of a man and the measure of that kid's heart that's going to make you successful. And you know, somebody that comes to mind whenever you're talking about that, besides yourself, is uh, David Eckstein. Oh like my he's, gosh! He's, I'll use him for everything, and I got the opportunity to meet him a couple weeks ago. One of the greatest guys ever. Da- yeah, and oh I don't God. know him as well as you do, but well, I, I, you know what? I played against him, and he is one of the greatest guys. I, I, you know, I, I always use him as example too because mm-hmm. we run against we we coach more guys like him and uh, myself rather than the guys that are monsters. Mm-hmm. So. Those are the examples. That's why we sit there and look. Yes, there is a chance to we. I could. This could happen for me. I don't. I don't, when I when kids come to to Miller and they're, they're we sit down with their parents and I ask them where you want to go. What what's your plans? What are you thinking? He, you know, it's about. They'll they'll tell you I want to go play D one baseball and I want to mm-hmm. go get drafted. And I'm like high five <laughs> because yeah. you know what? That's their dream. And I'm not going to be that guy because sure. there was guys when I was in school going you're right good luck with that Mm -hmm. but you know it's possible and you don't have to be anything you don't have to be a certain size you you've got to have a heart and you've got to you know of course talent has got to be there but you gotta you gotta put in time Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Well, that's very good. And, you know, before I, I let you off the hook here, I, I want to talk about a little bit about your practices. And this is a this is a question that I ask all the podcast guests because I'm always looking for something to get the kids excited about practice. We want it, want it to be addicting for them. Right. So whenever you show up, let's say you show up next Wednesday and you're like, hey, guys, we're going to do this today. The, just the place explodes because they love it. And then, and what would that one or two things well, be that let, you guys we, do? Well, I'll tell you what we do. Right now we're in the mix of we do uh, lifts, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Mm-hmm. And so we introducing that lifting has made them – they. They they like to walk around and know, hey man, I, I look good. I'm 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 you know, and so yeah. when we're lifting now, they're and doing cleans or benches or squats or deadlifts or whatever, you know, that that hour and hour and fifteen minute lift is, I mean, they're they're excited about putting mm-hmm. it on and getting after it because they know all of a sudden now they start to see, oh man, my exit below is this, or I, you know, my shirt's a little tighter. Yeah, that's that confidence that these young men need. But I mean, Tuesdays and Thursdays we do drills. We, you know, we do speed drills. We we go out and do agility work. We and when I ask for them, it's competition. Yeah, it's compete. Enjoy yeah. competing. Don't don't go out there and just go through it because going through it sucks. Mm-hmm. Baseball practice every day stinks. It's that point where you go out there and. You compete every single day with the agility. I'm going to be the best guy doing mm-hmm. doing the tire drill. Or I'm going to be the best, you know, running through the ropes. Or I'm going to be the best sprint guy pulling the sled or doing whatever we do. I'm going to be the best and creating that challenge, which it becomes contagious. And then that guy's going, "You ain't going to beat me." And then next thing you know, when you put it on the field and you're playing against somebody else, now now you now you've got a team full of just baseball players and that's what you want you don't have to have the talent i gotta have nine baseball players and that's the other thing i tell our guys i don't need 10 i need nine (laughs) and i want you to be that guy and so to be that guy you're gonna have to be better than the the guy that you may be behind and so Mm -hmm. creating that competitive nature but playing as many games as we do allows me to give them the opportunity to play i mean i can't i don't play every guy every game Mm -hmm. you know would they get their time and it's 36 games in there we're high school I right. got five starting pitchers, and if we get rained out, then that guy might get bumped. But you get your time, you get your opportunity, and, and I mean, everybody wants to be the guy. What you're fighting to be is the guy mm-hmm. who gets the opportunity to pitch in the state championship game. That's what yeah. I tell them. That's who you want to be. And we've been to the state championship five times. We've lost three and won twice. But each time that guy's gotten the chance, they want to be that guy. Mm-hmm. And so that's you know that's being competitive because I want to be the best guy. I want to be the guy. And so. I think that that's pretty contagious, wouldn't would you say? Ah, well, I, I, yeah. I mean, because it's leadership. I mean, it's the the ability to go out there and make somebody else beside you better. Because mm-hmm. I'm I want to be better, and you know, we tell our kids um, find the fastest, mm-hmm. challenge him, mm-hmm. run with him when you run your sprints. Find the guy that's faster than you to run with. Find the guy that wants to 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 lift more and be with that guy. Mm-hmm. Understand what you're working for and. And fight and fight for what you want. Don't settle like, well, you know, I'm not going to do this, because as a competitive, as a baseball coach, we don't have time to sit there and worry all the time about the guy who don't want to put out. The mm-hmm. guy who don't want to put out, he's not going to get the chance. Sure. And so you can always point, and they and they can always point fingers. The coach didn't give you a chance, but you get a chance every single day you come to practice. Show me that you want it, and show me that you're willing to to fight for it. Don't come up and go, coach. What do I got to do? You gotta be better than the guy that's in front of you. That's Every day. what you gotta be. Every day. That's fantastic. Well, you know, for our listeners, uh, I'm just gonna kind of open up the mic for you and and just you know ask: is, is there any advice that you could give to coaches or leave with us uh, that we maybe not have talked about, or just anything, any advice in general? 
Well, I, I mean, you know, the biggest thing that I've learned, I said, I, you know, is to listen. I, I've uh, asked for advice. I don't know everything. Uh, I've experienced a lot, and I have a lot of great coaching friends that have that that I, I lean on quite often. And mm-hmm. for for us to grow our sport, to have good young men, to have a good quality baseball, we need to be able to lean on each other to help each other out with advice, with with whatever we need help with for the kids to make them better. And we need to be able to do that without that um, feeling of fear that somebody's going to take something from us. It mm-hmm. needs to be, hey, you know, let me show you the love and, and stuff. And you know what? We're not all going to enjoy each other. We're not all going to get along, and that's fine. But we are going to have to work together. So what I've learned is to, to allow the kids to play the game, try to direct them the best you can and put them in there, hug them, hug them kick them in the butt once in a while, but, you know, be there for them and, and, and just try to be good person to each other. Awesome. Well, Billy, it truly was a pleasure, and thank you for being here today. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Thank you for listening to Ahead of the Curve. Before you go, I'd love to be able to get in touch with you, and we have several different ways of doing so. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at AOTC underscore podcast, You can join the AOTC Coaches Facebook group. And if you want to be a part of the mini clinic emails, both of those links are listed below. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving us a rating or review to help others find and stay ahead of the curve.